Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk with business leaders from Atlanta and the surrounding communities. Silver Lining in the Cloud is brought to you by CDI Managed Services, who outsources IT infrastructure support, private cloud computing services, and end-to-end solutions. Well, we've got a great show this morning. We've got a lineup of business leaders uh, ranging from uh, organizations, associations, and uh, right down to the travel business, and they're all kind of interrelated. Uh, So uh, our guests this morning are Yoshi Domato. He is the executive director of the Japan American Society of Georgia and Japan Fest. And also we have Bill Strang. He is the president of operations for Toto USA. And uh, our last guest, not least guest, is uh, Ayana Matthews. She is the owner of Gardner Matthews Travel Concierge. So we've got some uh, collaboration going on here within the group. And uh, so why don't we start out with uh, Yoshi Domato and let him tell us a little bit about the uh, Japan American Society of Georgia and the upcoming, very soon to be, Japan Fest, which everyone's participating in. Yoshimi, uh, Yoshi, uh, please tell us about your organization and what's going on. Great. Well, thank you, Don, for having me this morning. Uh, my name is Yoshi Demoto. I'm the executive director of the Japan America Society of Georgia. Uh, and then we're a nonprofit 501c3 organization with a mission to promote mutual understanding between the people of Japan and Georgia. We do that through business, culture, education, and through promoting friendship as well. And we are one of the co-organizers of Japan Fest, which is the largest Japanese festival uh, in the southeast. We draw nearly 20,000 people each year. And this year, we're definitely going to hit over the 20,000 mark. But uh, this year, it's going to be held on September 19th and 20th. Again, September 19th and 20th. Uh, at the Gwinnett Center, or formerly known as the Gwinnett Center, now the Infinite Energy Center, uh, right down the road from oh, they the did studio. The name of that. They yeah, did, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, Japan Fest is, like I said, the largest Japanese festival uh, in the Southeast. We promote everything Japan, basically. We have Japanese music performances. We have dance demonstrations. We have, of course, have food. Japanese beverages, including beer and sake. <laughs> uh, we have martial arts demonstrations. And this year we have uh, our theme is Rediscover Japan. About five years ago, we did Discover Japan. Now we're going to Rediscover Japan. And we're going to promote uh, not only the, the modern uh, Japan, but the traditional uh, various cultures of Japanese uh, culture through different regions. So not only the Tokyo area and Osaka and the big cities, but we're going to be uh, focusing in on Various reasons, Japan, especially the areas of Japan that most Americans don't know about. Mm-hmm. Yoshi, I mean, what, what comes to mind is uh, a lot of color. When I think of this, uh, I just see Japanese uh, attire, very colorful attire, and uh, and just a, 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 a you know a culture that's uh, progressive, highly progressive. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you know what makes uh, the Japanese fest unique uh in that regard well yeah definitely it's going to be a very colorful festival um you know japanese culture is very unique in that it's very traditionally oriented but at the same time very modern oriented 
meaning that they want to be at the festival, people in their kimonos and their yukatas, you know, kind of showing the Japanese traditional clothing and attire, but also uh, the modern Japanese wear, which is uh, a lot to do with Japanese pop culture, including, you know, manga and anime. So there'll be a lot of folks, uh, a lot of younger folks dressed up in uh, kind of their favorite anime characters and their cartoon characters uh, uh, promoting kind of Japanese pop culture in the modern society. But uh, Japan Fest is unique in that it's it's a it's a festival, um, one of its kind, you know, um, it has everything to do with Japan. Um, so this year with Rediscover Japan, we have some key guest performances. Uh, one particular one that's a crowd favorite that comes almost every year is Matsuriza, which is a Japanese taiko troupe. Uh, they actually perform regularly uh, down in Orlando at the Disney Epcot Center. Oh. Uh, but they're going to be performing twice a day. Uh, we have Hiroya Tsukamoto, who is a Japanese uh, jazz guitarist. Uh, so he'll be playing some of his uh, kind of own renditions, but also he'll be playing music from various regions of Japan that he knows about. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Yoshi Amao. I love that name because he shares the same name as I do, but uh, he is a Japanese samurai coming all the way from New York City. Um, but uh, he'll be performing twice a day as well, uh, kind of showing the art of Japanese Bushido and Samurai. Uh, we also have uh, Hakata Koma, which is actually from Fukuoka, uh, Atlanta's sister city. Uh, they're, gonna, they're a Japanese um, you know, spinning top group that they spin tops on Japanese samurai swords, uh, Japanese fans. So they do a lot of kind of magic tricks with tops on uh, swords and all sorts of uh, different areas. So uh, they're going to be very unique uh, performance. We also have Junko Fujiyama, who will be performing Japanese uh, pop music. Uh, this year, we also have Murata Boy. Mm -hmm. uh, if you know Murata Electronics, they are the Japanese company that make uh, uh, electronic components. So if you have an iPhone or you know smartphone, uh, it's because of Murata that, that, you know, that phone works. But they'll be bringing Murata Boy, which is a robot. Uh, so it's a self-containing robot that they're going to be riding a bicycle and they're going to be showing how robots work. Uh, we also have uh, a demonstration from uh, Fukuoka, again, Atlanta's sister city of Hakata Ningyo, which is a famous Japanese uh, doll uh, coming out of Fukuoka. And we'll see how those uh, dolls are made and how uh, they are painted. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's all about food as well. So we'll have uh, 14 food vendors uh, at Japan Fest. Uh, and then food demonstrations uh, from Chef uh, Ryosuke Murakami, who is the private uh, and uh, expert uh, chef of the Consul General of Japan here in Atlanta. And we'll also have a sushi demonstration from Cara Rosa, who is from Houston, the president of the Houston Sushi uh, Club. So uh, needless to say, there's a lot wow. going on in Japan Fest. Wow, wow. What an agenda. I can't believe it. That's a, It's going to take a while to get... To get to see all that that's right so you need to plan a whole day i would presume yeah it's it's a two-day festival saturday and sunday and again uh september 19th and 20th and mm -hmm. gosh you definitely need all day to be able to experience the entire festival oh, yeah. from all the performances and the food but uh get there early so you can uh, uh get a head start on uh, the, the big crowds that we'll have talking with yoshi domato he is the executive director at japan american society of georgia and we're talking about japan fest which uh is a mouthful i mean that's 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 an unbelievable agenda i'm looking forward to attending that so uh how does it get organized uh yoshi how how, how uh, who gets involved in uh, putting this together 
Uh, well, Japan Fest is co-organized by our organization, the Japan America Society of Georgia, also the Japanese Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. and Japan Fest Inc. is actually its own nonprofit organization too. So, so it's a a, a three-team effort as uh, three nonprofits kind of come together to organize it throughout the year, uh, and then the Consulate General of Japan is heavily involved. We have an organizing committee and a very active board. And uh, we plan all year round. So after last year's festival, um, we kind of got together and started planning for this year. So it, it's a it's an effort to plan out the, the various aspects and uh, of all the details of the festival all year round. So it, it's a lot of work, but it's always a lot of fun. <laughs> and is there a lot of corporate involvement uh, in in Japan Fest? Yes. Uh, well, actually, Japan is the number one foreign investor in our state here in Georgia. Uh, we have a number of Japanese and American corporate sponsors, um, uh, including Toto USA mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah. Gardner Matthews Travel Concierge, who we'll be talking to later. Uh, but of course, uh, large companies like Coca-Cola, Aflac, Delta Airlines, uh, and various other uh, American and Japanese companies uh, help support to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there are over 600, 600 Japanese companies here in our state that have invested over $10 billion uh, in our state's economy. Uh, and those companies have uh, actually employed uh, over 37,000 people. Uh, so there's, needless to say, a very close economic relationship between Japan and Georgia. Uh, and um, because of that, you know, Japan Fest is, is, is able to happen every year because of the, the corporate support that we get each year. Wow, that's, that's, that's really exciting. I knew there was a strong presence in Atlanta, a Japanese presence in corporate Atlanta, but uh, I had no idea that, that, that they were so involved. You know, uh, collectively, I yeah. think is what is what it seems. So, um, uh, what type type of relationships uh, does Georgia and Japan share uh, beyond that? Well, um, certainly we have a very close economic relationship that we just talked about, but uh, culturally as well, Georgia and Japan share eleven sister cities, uh, including uh, Atlanta and Fukuoka. Uh, we're actually celebrating a ten year anniversary of of that sister city relationship, uh, but there are ten other. Uh, sister city relationships uh, that are very active in sending uh, not only students, you know, back and forth for exchange programs, but they also send, you know, business delegations to promote uh, trade and economic activity uh, between our two countries. Um, So Atlanta and Fukuoka are celebrating a 10-year anniversary, but actually uh, Rome, Georgia, and Kumamoto uh, in Japan uh, is celebrating their 20-year anniversary. So we'll be actually highlighting that at Japan Fest this year and celebrating those uh, sister city anniversaries. Uh, but there's a lot of close ties uh, culturally, educationally. Uh, there are a number of students um, that go from Georgia to Japan each year. We help host students uh, from Japan each year all throughout the, uh, the year, um, not just through our organization, but many other universities uh, here in our state host students too. So. Um, not just economically, but in, it's all about the people-to-people relationship and um, culturally and, you know, uh, through uh, people-to-people exchanges. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of close uh, going back and forth between Japan and Georgia. Very well said. Yoshi Domato, the uh, executive director at Japan, American Society of Georgia, and Japan Fest here on Silver Lining in the Cloud. Yoshi, uh, how did you get involved with the organization? Um, well... Long story, short long story, story, but uh, we'll, we'll keep it short, I guess. Um, I'll, I'll write a book later, and uh, I'll send you the <laughs> book. But, um, but my mother is American, and my father is Japanese, so I always had uh, interest of kind of bridging the two cultures and two countries growing up. 
Um, I was on the JET program and taught English for two years uh, in Japan, uh, in Osaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fell in love, you know, working with Japanese and promoting uh, kind of U.S.-Japan relations, uh, kind of growing up and also professionally as well. So um, I've always had that interest. Uh, and with the Japan American Society, I-, I always meet wonderful people like, you know, Bill Strang and uh, Ayana Matthews that we'll talk to soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so it- it's-, it's just a great opportunity um, to kind of keep uh, the synergy between Japan and U.S. together, uh, moving forward with various programs and projects we host. But um, I've always had that personal interest, and, and then I guess um, that professional interest kind of developed as I got more into it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're going to have a big crowd at this uh, uh, Japan Fest. Uh, and, and what are the dates? Why don't you give it to us again in terms of the dates and uh, what people need to do to either find out more about it or to get, uh, you know, get their way there sure uh so japan fest again uh, is september 19th and 20th again september 19th and 20th it's a saturday and sunday on saturday uh doors open at 10 uh and we close at 6 p.m and on sunday doors open at 10 and we close at 5 p.m uh but tickets are available online at www.japanfest.org again www.japanfest.org or if you have questions, uh, we can take your calls at 404-842-0736. Again, that number is 404-842-0736. And people can uh, purchase tickets uh, ahead of time, which I certainly recommend so that you can avoid the lines. Uh, or you can uh, purchase tickets at the door. It's uh, $10 per person uh, or free for uh, kids six and under. Uh, but uh, we'll have, uh, gosh, we're going to hit over 20,000 this year. So so come out early so you can avoid the, the crowds. And, wow. again, it's going to be at the Gwinnett uh, Center. Um, well, actually, now the uh, Infinite Energy Center um, that right down the road from this studio. So mm-hmm. please come out yeah. and uh, support our cause and uh, have fun with your family and your colleagues and friends. Uh, it, it's going to be a blast. Excellent. Thank you, Yoshi. What a great uh, report on uh, Japan American Society of Georgia and Japan Fest. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. You've got me excited about that. Well, we got tickets one. for you guys, so definitely oh, come out. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Oh, it's my day. <laughs> it's my day. And fall is a great time to have this. You it know, is, all yeah. All the festivals, all the things happening. There's a lot going on. But, uh, That's yeah. a great way to kick it off. When is a fall official this year? Is it uh, today or after Labor Day? I don't know. I think it's... Uh, I guess it depends I always thought asked, it was right? after Labor Day because you couldn't wear white pants anymore or something <laughs> like that. Anyway, uh, thank you very much. Great, great, great update and report on uh, your organization and uh, Japan Fest. So uh, next up on Silver Lining in the Cloud is our uh, guest from uh, Toto USA. He is the president of operations, Bill Strang. Uh, Bill, tell us about Toto USA. It's an interesting name, first of all. And uh, what's going on over there? Well, it, you know, Toto is a, a very interesting company, and we're Japanese. Uh, so that gives us the connection to the Japan Fest and what's going on with that um, with that festival, which, by the way, if you bring your family to the Japan Fest, you're going to get an opportunity to have an immersion into the Japanese culture that you would never have by watching television or looking at YouTube. To be able to come in and experience the cultural activities and understand how the Japanese culture works is really important to gaining an appreciation of what's really going on both in Japan as well as how it's influencing what happens here in the United States. And that's one of the things that we actually see as a great opportunity, as, as Yoshi mentioned, Foreign direct investment into the United States, one of the largest foreign direct investment countries, is Japan into the United States. And Toto, being a Japanese company, we've actually headquartered here in Atlanta, Georgia. 
25 years ago, and we have grown to be the number three sized company, the number third company in the United States in producing everything for the bathroom, faucets, showers, uh, toilets, bidets, and we'll get into that in just a moment, and I'm going to just, Dom, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be wild, we're going to talk about bidets and the entire experience, it's going to change your life, I promise you, I, I promise you, it will that, change that, your that life. That will change my life, I, I assure you, I may need a drink before you uh, get into that one. Uh, Mike, uh, you, are we going to have to edit this show, or what? No, everything goes on online radio. Anything, Business Radio X. Anything goes? No borders. Business Radio X. I, that's right. I forgot about the X. Yeah, don't forget about the X. All right, Bill, continue, please. <laughs> well, and, and so as a result of that, I mean, we have a manufacturing facility at our headquarters in Morrow, Georgia. And we actually, do you know that we actually produce 20,000 toilets a month out of that factory? And the most compelling part of that is, as you talk about business and the success of foreign investments in the United States, because of some of the issues with, with the China and the kind of headwinds that China is struggling with today in cost escalation, mm -hmm. we are now producing products in our Atlanta facility that is competitive with Asian supply sources such that we can produce products here in Morrow, Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia, at a cost base that is competitive against China. Being able to do that and have that wow. presence of manufacturing is absolutely spectacular. That is spectacular. That's huge. Absolutely. And as, and as Yoshi mentioned, this Japan Fest is something about understanding cultures. Mm -hmm. When I look at our employee base in our factory, we have around 500 employees in our, in our headquarters. And of that factory, we're actually looking at 40 different nationalities represented. We speak seven different languages on our factory floor. And so, you know, the United States is a very unique culture. We have such an integration of all of these ethnic backgrounds, of all these cultures. And in my opinion, frankly, that's what makes America strong because we're able to embrace, understand, and engage all the cultures that are part of our world mm -hmm. and actually use that as a benefit to make us a stronger society and make our products more viable in the marketplace. Well, that, that's very well put. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Though. Well, thank you, Don. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, it's, it's really, a, it is outstanding. Uh, the 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 scope and magnitude of the uh, of the culture and in the corporate world, you know what's happening globally. Absolutely, and, and the fact that you're able to produce all that right here in Morrow, Georgia, and be competitive is a great sign. I mean, that says a lot. I think about the current economy and what how people adjust. Uh, making adjustments, being flexible is, is really important, isn't it? Absolutely, it's yeah. key. And and as you can well imagine, I, I mean. Honestly speaking, the majority of our product is really in the bathroom. <clears throat> and in water conservation being such a key part of what we do, it is so critically important that we are able to bring solutions to the U.S. market mm -hmm. that help water conservation truly be sustainable and long-term. I mean, I just flew back just this I landed this morning at 5 o'clock from the Red Eye from LAX, having been in California yesterday, walking around, visiting with some folks out there about how to work to mitigate the impact of the drought in the state of California. California is in bad shape right now, but honestly speaking, a couple of years ago, Georgia was in fairly bad shape That's as well. Right. That's right. And conservation of water, and in fact, I believe water is going to be the next challenge for our world yeah. in this century. It'll be the biggest challenge that we have tried to overcome. 
And trying to find good, clean, portable water that people can use to sustain their lives is going to be important. And so it's imperative that we bring products to the marketplace and solutions that help people reduce their consumption of water, yet not change dramatically their behaviors or their experience and still have that a very enjoyable experience and a very refreshing experience. Wow. Bill, Bill Strang, uh, president of operations uh, at Toto USA. It's an interesting name. My mom used to say Toy Toy. Go to the Toy Toy. <laughs> tell us about Toto. Well, the Toto, name. Uh, the name T-O-T-O, Toto, is derived from the Japanese name Toyotoki, which means Oriental Porcelain, Oriental China. Excellent. And so those T-O-T-O came together. It's, it's not a little dog in Kansas. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's all about the, the Oriental China porcelain that we produce and, and make for the uh, not only the U.S. market, but, of course, for the global market. And, in fact, Toto is actually the largest manufacturer of plumbing products in the world. Hmm. Uh, so that gives us a very strong presence and a very strong opportunity. And we actually use that strength of that global position. And in fact, in Japan, we have around a 63% market share in the bathroom. That's a big share, and that's a big dominant position that we have. Mm -hmm. And that allows us to bring some very clever and innovative products into the U.S. market, including the Toto Washlet Bidet. Now, Dom, you've mentioned that you've never had a chance to experience or test drive a Washlet Bidet. Is that true? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, we need to indoctrinate you, and we need to give you a test drive so you can truly appreciate the value proposition that this product brings to you. Usually when I get wet, it's all over. Oh, I get, you know, I get wet all over. So it's, this is, you know, it's going to be well, shocking. We want to give you a shower that is very specific and addressing those parts of your body that you're experiencing when you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Now, now, have you ever – let me let me give you a little detail here. As you, as you walk into the bathroom, the bidet toilet seat sits on top of the toilet. You sit down, and the seat is warm. So that's first off. I you know, like that, that. That's, that's a mm-hmm. kick, right? Mm-hmm. And as you finish up whatever you're doing, you have a chance to then press a remote control on the wall that will actually allow you to rinse off after you're done. Now, warm, I hope. Well, you can have it warm. You can have it cool. If it's a hot day, you can have it oscillate. You can have it pulsate. The, water, the position's not hitting you quite right. You can move it around. It Why would I tr- leave the bathroom? <laughs> That's the point. It will absolutely change your life. And it is this kind of product that is becoming so dominant in our world because you're able to have a cleaner, fresher experience with every visit to the bathroom. Unbelievable. This is a great uh, commercial for Toto USA, <laughs> Bill String. If you put an E on your name, it would be more fitting. Actually, I've had that uh, said to me before, and that's not uncommon. And I have a feeling anything I say, I'm going to get upstaged to, well, today. Well, it, it, well, a couple of weeks ago, um, I actually shot a segment with the Kardashians uh, to actually talk to Chris and Kylie about the benefits of the bidet products and how that's going to uh, enrich their lives, and um, they've actually put those into their home. Well, I've seen the you know the the waterless uh, toilets. Yes, so uh, waterless urinals. Is that taking over kind of uh, with with your comments about the you know the water shortage and all that? Well, certainly uh, the waterless urinals are one opportunity. Yeah. Now, now we don't produce that. We actually produce what's known as a pint urinal. A pint, just urinal. a water of, okay. of, a, of a one pint of of um, volume that flush through. And we do that to make sure that you know everything is clean after the visit mm-hmm. is done. You mm-hmm. walk away, mm-hmm. um, but certainly. With pint urinals, and in fact, we've introduced to the state of California one-gallon toilets, uh, and that's so important to help them reduce their overall consumption of water at every visit they make to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. 
What's also kind of interesting is you may be aware that actually there's a, a program across the United States uh, called the WaterSense program with the 1.28 gallon toilets yes. are a voluntary standard. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is the state law in Georgia was 1.6, as was the national law at 1.6. But actually, several years ago, Georgia adopted a 1.28 gallon flush volume to help mitigate the impact of the drought that was occurring in Georgia. We helped the state of Georgia put that language together, put that legislation oh, yeah. through, and Sonny Purdue was very excited about that opportunity because it gave him an opportunity to be able to stand a little bit taller during the tri-state water wars between Alabama and Florida, mm-hmm. giving Georgia the position of, look what we've done. We've actually made it law that conservation shall be imparted into commerce in the state of Georgia. Oh, excellent. Excellent, Bill. So are there other operations or just uh, all the manufacturing is done in, in Morrow? We actually have uh, manufacturing in Morrow, Georgia. We have another manufacturing facility located in the city of Atlanta uh, in uh, Lakewood District, we call oh. it. Um, it's, it's near... Um, uh, just north of the airport. Mm-hmm. We also have a facility located in Fairburn, Georgia, and a facility located in Ontario, California. Okay. Yeah. Uh, manufacturing facilities. Manufacturing, distribution. assembly, distribution, all necessary to support the growth in the uh, distribution of our products into the U.S. market. Okay, excellent, excellent. So um, what else is coming? Do you have a, a, a being in your position, uh, you know, what does the future look like for product sets? Anything new that you can talk about? Well, or? we're going to continue to to roll out our one-gallon toilet and continue to bring in solutions into our bidet product. And what's interesting is we've even looked at material sciences to bring solutions to the bathroom. As an example, our washlet bidet, our, our most recent versions of that product, can actually create electrolyzed water. <clears throat> that is used to actually clean and sanitize the bowl after every use. And so we're able to not only have you have a more refreshing experience when you visit the bathroom and sit down and and, and take your your visit, and as you walk away clean, but after that walk away and the toilet actually is flushed, about 45 seconds later, the bowl will actually self-clean itself with a wash of electrolyzed water, helping to mitigate the growth of bacteria and viruses in the bowl. Now, this is important as we look at our society because, honestly speaking, our society is getting older and we're seeing this aging demographic in the U.S. Yeah. We need to understand the challenges there because most of those who are aging are beginning to become a little bit um, challenged with maybe some health issues. Mm-hmm. Some of those health issues will cause some immune deficiency to occur, and we want to make sure that we provide an opportunity for a clean bowl after every use. Plus, it helps, it helps you reduce the amount of chemicals and the frequency that you would actually use to clean your toilet. Wow. wow. It's remarkable. Yeah, the R&D must be uh, much more involved than I had imagined. Oh, it, 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 well, it gets even wonkier because we actually even actually measure the life cycle assessment carbon footprint of the product's cradle-to-grave life cycle. I can tell you how much carbon and the ecotoxicity, the ethification, the carcinogenic, non-carcinogenic outcomes of the manufacturing processes, the in-home use phase, and the end-of-life phase of a toilet. <laughs> I mean, we, we, Dom, it's, it's, it's really wonky. We've actually even measured the embedded energy content in a gallon of water, recognizing that how much energy it takes to get water out of the hooch, a gallon out, yeah, pump it, treat yeah, it, clean it, you yeah, drink it, yeah. put it back into the toilet, pump it, treat it, clean it, put it back into the hooch. It's 0.0037 kilowatts per gallon of water. We've measured that, and we understand that in order to provide our consumers a level of transparency into our business. Mm -hmm. And this gives them a sense of comfort, much like, for example, Chipotle is seen as a 
company and a business that is very ethically based. We're actually putting that same kind of ethic position for our business, showing that we can provide transparency and the full carbon impact and the impact that our products would have on your life and on our world. Bill, I'm totally mesmerized. It, it's crazy, isn't it? it? It is. It is. You've taken it to a whole new level. What? Uh, I want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a break. Dominic, I'll let you do that on your own. No, no mics in there. It's, it's <laughs> well, that's excellent. Uh, you know, listening about Toto USA puts this uh, on a whole different level for me, Bill. Bill Strang, the president of operations, I would expect nothing less than a comprehensive overview of the company and uh, the, the product set and, and, and a little bit of a look into the future. And you're right, conservation is uh, hitting the nail right on the head. Uh, and that uh, Toto USA has really uh, looked at that extensively and, and adapted and made products available that are going to address that in the future. That's excellent. excellent. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. What a great company you, you work for. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, anything else? To, and tell us a little bit about your involvement in uh, Japan Fest. Well, certainly as a Japanese company, we always have a presence at the Japan Fest. And part of that presence is to actually show some demonstration models, not test driving, but only to show <laughs> how they work on a, on a table. Imagine 20,000 people over there. Yeah, testing it's it's a rather vigorous. That, uh, um, but you, you get an opportunity to actually see how the product looks, mm -hmm. how it will function. Mm -hmm. And actually, there are uh, opportunities for you to actually, um, you know, touch the product, see how it works, see how it can be installed on your toilet. The, the very nice aspect of this washlet bidet is that you can take your current toilet seat off of your current toilet. Take that toilet seat off, that, that rather mundane, plain Jane, just it's, you know, it's just a toilet yeah, seat. Yeah, I mean, which how, I've wanted to do you know, many times. It slams loud. Oh, and, and, you know. Isn't it crazy? It, it's terrible. Yeah. And, it, and so what we can do is we then install that bidet toilet seat on top of that toilet that already exists in your home. You hook it up to a water connection, plug it into a 120-volt outlet, and you have the opportunity to have the experience of a washlet that will change your life. And, and, I, and I promise you, Don, you put that into your home, your wife's going to hug your neck all day long because it will absolutely be spectacular. Your level She's choking of, my neck now. No, no, no. So this is going to be great. Because the seat closes automatically. Yeah, yeah. And so great. you don't have to worry about leaving the seat up. It closes automatically for you. Should I bring my toilet seat over to Japan Fest? Um, no, just bring your wallet, and just we'll bring, take care oh, of you. Okay. We'll take care of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow, Bill Strang with uh, Toto USA. Anything uh, in parting comments that you'd like to uh, talk about or tell us a little bit about how uh, people can get in touch with you or your organization? Well, certainly you can find our product. Uh, honestly, go on to Google and just you know, type in Toto Washlet or Toto Toilets, and you're going to get all kinds of locations where the products are being sold. Uh, TotoUSA.com is our website. You Please go there and visit and look through our website. But also it is important to understand that this kind of product and this kind of solution is critical to making solutions work for water conservation across the country. Mm -hmm. The drought that we're seeing in California, the drought that we've experienced in the past here in Georgia, this is the new normal. It's not going to go away. It's going to move around the country, and it'll be coming and going. But this is going to be one of the unique and significant challenges for this century for our society and our world. And it's imperative that we, as Americans, take a leadership role in reducing consumption in our homes with every kind of product opportunity we can put into that home to reduce and have sustainability as a very fundamental part of what we do every day. I couldn't agree more, Bill. 
That's a great overview of Toto USA. People get involved, give, check them out. Uh, sounds like a great, great progressive company looking out for you. Um, okay, so uh, last uh, but not least on Silver Lining in the Cloud this morning, we have uh, uh, Ayana Matthews. She is a owner of Gardner Matthews Travel Concierge, not travel agency, concierge. And your uh, website speaks well of that uh, as well. Ayana, tell us a little bit about your travel concierge and uh, how it uh, how it all works. Uh, well, thank you so much. I um, If you can speak after all of this. I know. Uh, it's, it's a little bit intimidating. Yeah, yeah, with all of you nice-looking men. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just try to talk with a very sexy voice and, you know, measure up here. <laughs> well, needless to say, um, the travel concierge component came um, actually as a, a need from an orthopedic surgeon um, who, I, who I had known um, to travel over to Spain for several years for the running of the Bulls Festival. And he said, um, I'm cutting on people all day. Ayana, I don't speak Spanish. I don't have time. At that time, the primary resource for travel was um, Lonely Planet and Frommers. I don't have time to do all this research about traveling. Yet I go to this country. I'm, you know, very excited about Spain and I don't see anything but the festival. I go here. I book everything at the last minute. I'm paying double for my flights. I'm scrambling to find a hotel room. And I go with a couple of other buddies of mine um, who are traveling with me, and we just don't have an experience. I want an experience, and there is no travel agency who can fulfill that need, which I had, uh, which he had at that time. So um, the idea actually uh, sprang from that, from that simple conversation, that there was no travel agency agency per se which specialized in world festivals so what i decided to do was to differentiate my company from a regular travel agency by uh featuring festivals of the world that um that ties me into families it ties me into individuals it ties me into women who are traveling mm. um it also ties me into businessmen like um bill here and yoshi yourself so um and how it relates to Japan is that Japan is seen as a very technologically advanced country. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go here for business. Um, I've lived in Japan twice. I've studied at a Japanese university and I also did the JET program. So I saw a lot of people come in and out of the country specifically for business, military, and miscellaneous, meaning they knew someone who was there. Let me take an opportunity to go. So what I would like to do um, with the travel concierge component is extend to two sectors, which were well, actually three, the festivals in Japan, which are amazing. Like you see things in Japan during a festival that will completely take it to the next level from fireworks festivals um, in Akita Prefecture, um, the Nebuta Festival in Aomori Prefecture, and also um, the um, Aoba Ku Festival in Sendai, which is the largest city in the Tohoku region in the northern part. And so what I'd like to do is tap into, again, three sectors, the leisure, the festival, and the business traveler. So now that a business traveler who's already going to Japan, now he has an opportunity, he or she has an opportunity to invite their family to travel with them on vacation. And this is why Japan Fest is so important to me um, personally and as well as um, for you know my business is to showcase Japan in a completely different way. So the theme with Rediscover Japan, 
um, the niche of my company and even my own experiences with Japan all ties in with my own knowledge of what I can share and offer and extend to travelers going to Japan from a completely different perspective than what one would imagine. You have, I don't need to sell Kyoto and I definitely don't need to sell <laughs> Tokyo. I mean, they, they do a good job on their own. Sure. But with, um, as Yoshi mentioned earlier, these other sectors or other parts of Japan, which are not heavily populated, they're not heavily sold as travel destinations. They're just as beautiful. They're just as scenic. They're just as interesting. And they're just as dynamic. And that is what I do every day. Well, I certainly like getting off the beaten path. And I think a lot of people do. Yes. You know? Yes. And it sounds like you're a great resource uh, for people like me. Yes. Right? And, yeah. uh, and really uh, tying in the business as well as the individual mm -hmm. uh, aspect of it. Um, just just phenomenal, really. Um, how did, w w Tell us a little bit about uh, the name. Is there a partner, Matthews? Or, I mean, a partner, Gardner? Uh, um, actually, Gardner Matthews? No, um, it, it's just me. I'm, just I'm, you? It's just okay. me. But the name come, is really strong because I pulled it from, my, um, from both of my grandfathers. So oh. my mother's father and my oh, father's excellent. father. Excellent. And I figured that I would name um, the company something I would never regret and um, in honor of them. Uh -huh. Which, yeah. So, okay. Okay. thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. So, is it, uh, you know, is it a personal touch? Uh, how do you work with people and, and how does it all pull together? Um, most of my clients come from interacting directly with me or referrals. It's very rare I'll get, well, hopefully, as a result of today, I'll get some. Um, a new person who does not know me, but most people who know um, my travel experience, um, I've been to over 30 countries. I speak five languages and, um, you know, I like being off the beat, beaten path. I like mm -hmm. going to a place literally with no reservation and finding out what is there to see and do. So with that knowledge, I'm able to combine things from Africa, from the Middle East, from South America, and actually sit down and have a conversation with somebody like you, Dom, and I'll say, hey, when was the last time you traveled? Why do you, are you trying to get away? Are you running away? <laughs> <laughs> how many passports do you need? Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and how, how detailed, um, some of my clients, they want an all out schedule. Seven o'clock, I want to wake up, eight, seven thirty, I need to have breakfast, you know, up until the end of the night. A lot of, uh, some of my other clients, they want a very, um, flexible schedule. So with them, uh, it's all about conversation conversations communications i'm being open and honest with them and mm -hmm. vice versa yeah. and so with that i'm able to provide them with what i call a travel profile it will be their own personal um, lonely planet so to speak with um based on their way of traveling if i find that the customer needs a lot of information a lot of resources and a lot of backup i actually have in most of these um, countries and cities that they're traveling to someone who again knows me who is a resource or an extension of my network that they would be able to call let's say in the event that there was an emergency um you know evacu evacuation or disaster mm -hmm. or but if, if if need be, if I need to come, I'm coming. I'm coming to get you down. Yeah, you're right in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming well, to save you. <laughs> that could be good and that could be bad. But I, well, I mean, I, but, I'm going to take. Let's talk about the good side. Of yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The absolutely. good side is it's a personal touch. Yeah. And it's all about the relationship. Isn't exactly. That's what exactly. I'm hearing. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just give me your money, show me the money, and uh, have a nice time. And that's why the word concierge is added to mm -hmm. it. Most people mm -hmm. who know that word, they feel that someone who's 
taking care of me. They care about me. They know me. They understand my needs and my wants. And what I try to do is just exceed um, the expectations of them as well so they become repeat clients. Um, But, yeah, you're not going to go to some of the bigger agencies and they follow up with you and ask you along the way or, you know, most of these companies you call, you're getting, um, you have to go through eight prompts to get somebody on the phone. Then yeah. you've been transferred two and three times. You don't have to worry about that. I mean, it's it's very personalized. It's very in touch and in tune with that individual. And um, because of my background, I'm able to work with a lot of different types of people, um, from people in manufacturing, people in finance, um, housewives. Um, you know, very career driven, you know, trying to climb the corporate ladder because mm-hmm. everyone's time is measured different based on what they have going on. And so I'm I'm very sensitive to that. And I, I, I really, really um, do a very great job in working with um, with different kinds of people. I believe that, Ayanna. Ayanna Matthews, uh, Gardner Matthews, travel concierge. The word is concierge, really. It's a whole new experience in traveling, and uh, and it has the festival touch, which I love. Mm-hmm. I love because people like to have a good time. Yes. And that, and that just sparks, you know, in, in your mind. I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to start out having a great time, and then I'm going to see everything around me, right? Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's got to be. I mean, what a great uh, insight you had, a vision, or uh, you pulled it together. Thank you. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, excellent. The, right. the whole world loves a party. I mean, everybody. And what I love best about that, if someone is traveling to a place that's very um, not familiar to them, and let's say there is or happens to be a language barrier, where at the festival, the locals are more open to share and exchange and receive the person that's visiting, as well as the person who's visiting is more open to, you know, interacting with the locals and learning something. So indirectly, I'm just trying to foster friendships so that people make yeah. friends. And yeah. now instead of, oh, I went on this trip. No, when I go back to let's say said country, in this case Japan, I want to go visit my friend, you know, Yoshi or mm-hmm whoever and so that's indirectly what i'm trying what i'm trying to do and what what's working yeah because people are learning more about the culture at the festival they're interacting they're eating foods that they would not have normally tried if they stayed on the the beaten path and i mean their mind is just completely more wide open and now they're able to come back and be uh, many ambassadors to that country based on what they learn and their experience. Right, right. And to me, um, I, I think every country benefits from that when they have positive um, feedback and reinforcement about what makes their country new, unique. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and the fact that you're multilingual and um, I think language is sometimes a hurdle or a barrier for mm-hmm. people in terms of travel. They're afraid to go somewhere where they really don't speak the language which I can imagine with this concierge approach, you're kind of uh, making that an easier appetite for people and, and you'd probably help uh, you know, make them want to do yes. uh, that kind of travel exactly. uh, because of your experience in your language right. uh, as well. And um, in addition to that, it's also, again, connecting with people in that country. Mm-hmm. If I'm able to communicate, um, again, Japanese, and I'm able to talk to um, a, a hotel owner or the Ocon owner. Now the traveler has an, a better experience because they're not staying at a typical chain or business hotel. Right. Their actual experience in Japan from the time they wake up to the time they come back and go to sleep, which is completely different than 
you know, a, a traditional or U.S. standard hotel. This is not just concierge. This is end-to-end concierge. Yes. All the way through. Yes. Yes. From the time before you leave, there's a pre-departure orientation. And even when you come back, I want to know what did you like? What was outstanding? Um, what did you learn? What did you find out? You know, like, did you veer off my suggestions? Mm-hmm. And how was it for you? So, um, yes, it's very, very much um, from start to finish. Excellent, excellent. Well, Gardner Matthews Travel Agency has got me sold on, uh, you know, international travel. Japan is certainly one of the great places to go. Yes. Um, we're just glad to, to hear you talk about it. It's, uh, it's exciting. So um, here on Silver Lining in the Cloud, we're, what a fortunate day we have to, to have our guests here that are kind of uh, all uh, connected in the Japanese culture and the world. Uh Yoshi, uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, have you uh, have you referred people to uh, uh, Ayana? Of course, yeah, absolutely. And we got to continue it on. You know, uh, we want people to certainly visit uh, Japan and kind of learn, experience uh, mm-hmm. the, the full culture and the lifestyle of the people in Japan and their yeah. unique uh, ways of doing things. You know, it's so different from here in the U.S., but at the same time. Um, it's a great way for, for us to kind of learn about ourselves too by going to a different country. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. how about you, Bill? Well, certainly, and, and, and from what has been explained, it's an immersion, it's an, an immersion. opportunity to understand the culture at a very intimate level that you wouldn't have necessarily gotten by just going to, you know, the tourist spots in Tokyo or the tourist spots in Kyushu. It's the opportunity to have that immersion that provides a deeper and better understanding of the culture that you're visiting. Mm-hmm. And, and it really, you come away from that with a, a sense at a, almost at a visceral level of what it means to be part of that culture, which I think is imperative of what is being offered through this concierge mm-hmm. service. And Ayana, are we going to see you at the festival? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Both, know, days. Right? Both, both days. Both days. I will be there. Fully immersed. Mm-hmm. Hand holding. <laughs> and, and something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I welcome everyone to please um, make a stop by the Gartner Matthews Travel Concierge booth. We will um, be in the the theme of Rediscover Japan. So just kind of look for us out there and we will be um, showcasing three major festivals. And we have a wonderful, wonderful um, setup for the booth for picture opportunities. So um, anyone who's into anime, um, the Yuki Matsuri, um, a.k.a. the Snow Festival in Hokkaido, and also the Kokeshi Festival, you will find all of that information there. And um, I'll be there to answer any questions and, um, you know, sign people up for tours. And one quick addition. Actually, Ayana is heading up our suitcase packing contest. We're going to do that twice a day. <laughs> and whoever can pack a suitcase the quickest and the fastest, they get a prize. So uh, they're going to be doing that twice a day. And Ayana's heading up that uh, the contest. So if you are a suitcase packing expert, Come out to Japan Fest and get get some prizes yes. while you can. Yeah. Concierge suitcase packing. Packing contests. So you <laughs> oh, contest. It's the contest. You're not coming to the house and packing my clothes as well as helping me uh, get my way to That the could be arranged, I'm sure. If, if for 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 a small fee. <laughs> <laughs> Money yeah. talks, right? Yeah, oh okay. yeah, it does. Right. But no, um as 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 uh Yoshi, thank you so much for reminding me about that. That is gonna be um really, really good because some people do have some challenges trying to put everything oh, into yeah. you know, carry Great on. Point, Yoshi. Yeah. Great point. So um let I always overpack. Um wow. yeah. there there are some people their standard is to take an additional twenty percent. <laughs> that I mean they've ca- they've and now they it. charge you. Well, well, you pay for it now. Right. So, right. Somebody's back is involved. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, man. Okay, great. Ayana Matthews with Matthews Gardner Travel Concierge. Excellent report, Ayana. We're glad to have you here. So thank you. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. And thank you again to our wonderful guests today. A real well-rounded-out uh, discussion. Uh, Ayana Matthews, the owner of Gardner uh, Matthews Travel Concierge. Bill Strang, uh, president of operations at Toto USA. And uh, Yoshi Demoto, uh, the executive director of Japan American Society of Georgia. And it's all about, right now, Japan Fest, right? Thank you all for uh, joining us this morning. We appreciate everyone here on the show for what you do and for taking the time out to enlighten us this morning about your companies and your organizations and yourself uh, as well. Uh, I'm Dominic Rainey, and uh, I'm with CDI Managed Services, where we outsource IT infrastructure support and cloud solutions. To listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, remember, when it comes to outsourcing IT, Silver Lining is your silver lining in the cloud. (laughs) 